Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, not alongside as he normally would be. As we mentioned on the show last week, Scott is off on a work trip and the time zones were such that we could not work it out to record together. So I am flying solo this week as we are here to talk about the 2021 World Wheelchair Championship, which gets underway this Saturday, the 23rd of October, over in Beijing, China. This event is going to be played at the Ice Cube, which you may remember as the Water Cube from the 2008 Summer Olympic Games. It has been converted into an arena for curling. This, of course, will be the venue for the 2022 Beijing Olympic and Paralympic Games in February and March, respectively. So this is the final test event for the Ice Cube as they get set for those big events early next year. Now, like the World Championships from the spring, this event does have some pretty significant ramifications when we're talking about Paralympic qualification, not quite the same as what we saw with the World Championships because the 2019 and 2020 World Wheelchair Championships were able to be played and Paralympic qualification goes on a three-year cycle. And since they were able to be played, all of the points are in play from those two events. The original plan was to play this event back in the spring, but it was unable to take place owing to the pandemic. So here we are in the fall and we have 12 teams heading to Beijing. In terms of qualification for the Paralympics, the top 12 finishers over the previous three World Wheelchair Championships do qualify. Points are given out based off of your finish. So if you finish in first, you get 14 points. Second place is worth 12. And then third through 12th is worth 10 down to one. So you get that extra bonus of two points for the silver, another two points for the gold. And then it goes down by one once you get to third onward. So over the previous two world championships, points have been accumulated. And the way I read this now, and somebody can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the top 10 teams here are going to be safe and are in for sure. Now, the one team we know absolutely is in for sure is China as the host. Fortunately for China, they're also first in this ranking. They won in 2019, had a fourth place finish in 2020. So they are in first at 23 points. So they would be guaranteed with the points, even without the automatic entry, but they are in. And then the next nine, I'm very comfortable saying that they're in. Those are Russia, Norway, Korea, Scotland, which will be, of course, Great Britain, Canada, Slovakia, Sweden, Latvia, and Switzerland. Where it gets kind of interesting is for those final two spots. 
Estonia, which is not going to participate in 2020, they were regulated and didn't make it out of the B event in 2020. They are not participating, but they are currently in 11th place at eight points. The Americans are in 12th place with two points. And then you have the Czech Republic and Germany, but neither of them are there. So they are out of this. So the question now will become Italy, who is there. If Italy can surpass the United States for that final spot, or potentially if both of them pass Estonia, who currently have eight points. So in that scenario, the Americans would have to finish no worse than seventh, and the Italians would have to finish no worse than fifth. In that situation where the Italians finish fifth, the Americans finish seventh in this event, in that very unlikely scenario, all of Italy, the United States, and Estonia would have eight points. The tiebreaker is points earned in 2021. So in that case, Estonia would be out, the United States and Italy would be in. In a scenario in which, say, Italy finishes fourth, the United States finishes sixth, then Italy, the United States are in, and Estonia is out. Now, those are, of course, unlikely scenarios, but that is, I think, the most likely scenario here for Estonia to potentially get bumped out. But really, if you're looking at Paralympic qualification, look really at the Italians and the Americans. Those are the fringe bubble teams. See how they're stacking up against each other. And we'll have to see how it plays out. But that's kind of where we're at when we're talking about the Paralympic qualification with this event. It's not the same as what we saw at the Worlds in the spring where the top six got those spots. We have two years of world championship points already accumulated. So it's a little easier and a little less pressure on some of the teams. So let's go through the field real quick. There are 12 teams, as I said, who are participating. We will take this in alphabetical order. And we'll start with the Canadians. And they are skipped by Mark Ideson. He, of course, was the skip at the 2018 Paralympic Games. Very controversial semifinal game against Team China. If you'll remember, it was a, a burned rock scenario. And uh, we, we talked all about it at the time. It was very curious, the decision making that, that took place in that moment. But Canada did go on to lose that game, but did win the bronze medal. Now, Mark Ideson has a Paralympic gold medal from 2014. He also has won the World Wheelchair Championship back in 2013. This is a very experienced team where you have John Thurston is going to throw last with Mark being the skip. Ina Forrest, her 12th appearance at a World Wheelchair Championship, three gold medals to her name. She, of course, was on that Paralympic bronze medal winning team in 2018, but also on the gold medal winning teams from 2010 and 2014. Dennis Thiessen is the second. He was on the 2013 gold medal winning team at the World Championship and on that 2014 Paralympic gold medal team. He also has that bronze medal from 2018. So overall, this is a very experienced team. A little bit of a change with John Thurston throwing the final rocks. He was not at the Paralympics in 2018, but he was on the team in 2020 that finished in second place, won the silver medal. So they are coming off that 2020 silver medal at the World Wheelchair Championships. That event actually finished on March the 7th, 2020. 
So just six days before everything really shut down here in North America. So going into this event, you got to like this team's chances, a lot of experience. Now, I should say, though, that in 2019, this team was relegated. They finished down in 10th place. The bottom three finishers do get relegated at the World Wheelchair Championships and have to go to the B event, which is played in the same year. So they did that. They went and they were able to get back to the World Championship where, of course, they get that silver medal. But it's strange that you have the team going from being relegated to the silver medalist shows how varied the sport can be at times. So keep an eye on them. This is likely to be the Olympic lineup. I Curling Canada has not yet announced that, but given all the experience there and given that we are in the Olympic year, I'd be surprised if they make a significant change to the lineup as we look ahead to Beijing. So, so this is a good lineup and we certainly would expect them to be near the top of the table at the end of the week. All right, let's move on to China. They are the defending champions of the World Wheelchair Curling Championship. Now, this team is skipped by Yulong Sun. Now, Yulong is new to this team. He has played internationally before, through fourth at the 2016 Worlds, where they went four and five. But new to the this particular group of players, you have... Hei Tiao Wang, who skipped the 2020 team, also won gold in 2019. Hei Tiao has three other world medals, as, as well as a gold medal from the 2018 Paralympic Games. Jianxin Chen was the third in 2020, moving down to second. And Yan Zhu is new to the team. So a bit of a change in the lineup here for the Chinese side. They are currently in first place, as I mentioned. They have 23 points at the top of the table. A little surprising for the team that is in such a good position 2019 champions had a nice fourth place finish last year to make two lineup changes but again they are going to host the paralympic games they want their best team out there this is a good chance to see how this lineup is going to play out particularly with yulong sun being that new addition at the back end but again they're guaranteed to be there not only as host but also already very comfortable in terms of the points so It'll be fun to see how the Chinese do on their home ice. So let's move on to the Italians. This team came out of the 2020 B pool. They went 7-2, and two, beat the Germans in the game to get into the World Wheelchair Championship. They're going to be skipped by Angela Minardi, who is going to throw the lead stones. She was also on the Paralympic team back in 2020. 10 that finished in 10th place she went one and eight as a skip at the 2012 worlds the final rock responsibilities are going to go to edigio marchisi this is his seventh appearance no medals so far for him at the world wheelchair championship has come through the b-side before so that won't be new also has a lot of other experience was at the paralympics in 2006 went two and five as the skip of that team was knocked out on a tie break in 2010 when playing third for Andrea Tabellini. So a lot of experience for Edigio throwing that last stone. So you got to feel good about that. Uh, the rest of the team, Paolo Iorati and Matteo Ronzani, don't really know much about them. I think they're a little newer to the international scene, but you have a lot of experience in those lead and four stones they have no points, as I mentioned off the top, so they need at least four points. And for the U.S. to finish last to qualify, uh, another scenario is that if they finish fourth, they guarantee their spot ahead of Estonia. So 
that might be a tall order for a team coming out of the B side, but they do have their fate squarely in their own hands as they head off to Beijing for this event. All right, let's move on to the Koreans. They will be skipped by Jang Jae-hook. The rest of the team consists of Go Sang-nam, Jung Sung-hun, and Bak Hai-jin. This is a completely new team from the squad that went five and six, finishing sixth in 2020, as well as the team that won bronze in 2019. So a couple not bad results for the Korean side. They are currently in fourth place on the table with 17 points. They are going to very comfortably qualify for the Paralympic Games. And as we've talked about on the show before, when you win the national championship in Korea, your team Korea for all the events, and Korea has already had their national championship. So this team comes out of that. We'll have to see how they do. That other team has had a lot of success. They were also the team at the 2018 Paralympic Games. So a new team from what we've seen the past few years for the Korean side. So it'd be a lot of fun to see how they do at their first foray here at the Worlds. All right, next up, we got Latvia, skipped by Polina Roskova, along with Sergej Jesenko. Agris Lasmans and Ojar Bridis. This is the same team as 2020. They went five and six, lost the head-to-head -head with Korea to just barely miss the playoffs. Of course, no tiebreakers at WCF events anymore, so they were not able to get to the playoffs owing to that loss to Korea. Also went five and six in 2019. Part of a large group that was at five and six back in 2019, which included Canada, who ended up being relegated on a bunch of tie break points so this team has some experience they know what they're doing they're currently in ninth place on the table with 10 points the norwegian side skipped by justin stordahl who was the third for rune lorenstein in the 2018 the paralympic games a team that went seven and four and ended up beating korea in the semifinals of that event so a paralympic medalist here he will be alongside ole frederick siverson jir arn skogstad and Cecil Locken. Now, Skazgag is new from the team that won that silver medal at the Paralympic Games in 2018, but the rest of the squad was there, and this is the same team that participated in the 2020 World Championship. They went 6-5 and five in the round robin, ended up losing to the Russians in the 3-6 game, that qualification game. That, of course, we have a WCF events now, but overall, they are in really good shape with a couple strong finishes, a fourth place finish and a fifth place finish in the last two events. So they are at 17 points and they will be at the Paralympic Games. Likely this group, uh, very experienced, has that medal from 2018. So certainly don't want to sleep on the Norwegians. Wouldn't be a surprise to see them standing atop the podium at the end of the week. Nor would it be a surprise to see RCF, the team from Russia, as they are the defending champions, bringing back the exact same team from that event about 18 months ago. Skipped by Konstantin Koruktin, who has a lot of experience. He was the third on the 2016 World Championship team. He skipped at the Paralympic Games in 2018, the team that finished in fifth place with a 5-6 and six record. This is his third appearance at the Worlds. He's two for two. So see if he can keep that record going. Unblemished at the world level will be alongside Andre Meshchuryakov, Vitaly Denilov, and Daria Shachankina, 
who is the lead on that 2018 Paralympic team. Uh, so obviously a very strong team coming back. Now, they didn't have a great round robin in 2020. They had a great playoff going through Norway, China, and Canada to win the gold. So keep an eye on them. See if they struggle early in the week or not. But they certainly have the firepower to come through and win this event. Another team that hopes that they can win this event, of course, is Scotland. Trying to get that Paralympic berth for Great Britain. They are going to be skipped by Hugh Niblo, who skipped the team back in 2020. He is the only returning member from that team who went 4-7 and seven to finish ninth. Now, Niblo has a lot of experience. He threw the four stones for Aileen Nielsen back in 2019, a team that won silver at the Worlds. Also was the third for Nielsen at the 2018 Paralympic Games, where the team finished 5-6. and six. Another member of that 2018 Paralympic team, Gregor Ewan, is here as the third. They will play alongside David Melrose and Megan Dawson-Farrow, who was the alternate player back in 2020. Scotland is in pretty good shape here. They are in fifth place on the table. They have 16 points. They will be heading to Beijing as Team Great Britain, of course. So it'll be interesting to see how Hugh and the squad come through this week, see if they can improve on those really just 500-ish, just under 500-ish records over the past couple of years as they gear up for the, those Paralympic Games. Next up, we have a team with a lot of experience at the world level. That is the Slovakian side, skipped by Radislav Duris, making his seventh appearance here at a world championship, along with Duzen Pitonak, Peter Zatko, and Monica Kankalova. Combined, they have 21 world's appearances. The least experience is Zatko at the second position, making only his fourth appearance. The rest of them are making their seventh. Now, this is the same team as the 2020 team that went four and seven and finished in eighth place. But in that event, Pitnak was the second. Zatko was the third. They have switched spots. We'll see if that lineup change makes a difference for them. Now, all these players were part of the 2019 World Championship team that went six and five and lost the 3-6 game to Scotland. Should also note that these four were the Slovakian 2018 Paralympic team, but you had Pitnak throwing the last stone with Duris skipping. Now you have Duris back into that traditional skips role, calling the game and throwing the last stone. So we'll see how that goes. With Pitnak throwing the last stone, they did go four and seven at the Paralympics. Duris does have that skip experience, though. He skipped the 2014 Paralympic game, went four and five, just missing out on the playoffs. So you have tons of experience here. This is the most experienced team in the field with the possible exception of the Canadians. When you have Ina Forrest, who's just played in everything, <laughs> that really does make a difference when we're talking about experience. But this side has tons of experience, but again, no medals for any of them at this event. So we have to see if they can make that jump into a medal position. In terms of Paralympic qualification, they are currently seventh with 12 points. And they're alongside Sweden, skipped by Villo Peterson. This is only his second appearance at the World Championship, but has played in the B event in 2016, 18, and 2019. And Villo will be alongside Ronnie Person, Mats Ola Enberg, and Christina Ulander. And Christina has the most experience on this team. This will be her seventh time at a World Wheelchair Curling Championship, having won a silver medal 
in 2013. In addition to the 2020 bronze medal, she was also on the 2014 Paralympic team. Now, this is the same team, same lineup as in 2020. They did go 9-2, and two, losing the semifinal to Canada. They were able to win the bronze medal over China. What's interesting about that, though, is that they were not in the 2019 event. They had been relegated and were not able to get back into the field for 2019. So they only have 10 points and are down in eighth place on the table. But th this is a very strong team. So you would expect them to be pretty high at the end of the week. No worries, I think, for them. But just going into it, it's surprising to see them this low on the table. A couple of interesting notes of this team. Alison Kreviasik has gone to the World Wheelchair Championship before as the coach, a name very familiar to a lot of folks out there. So kind of a cool note about the Swedish program. And also Ronnie Person, who is going to throw the third stones. He has one Paralympic appearance in curling, but is a five-time Paralympic medalist in skiing. Won the 1998 bronze in the downhill in Nagano and won four medals at the 2002 Paralympic Games in Salt Lake City. A silver in the slalom, silver in the giant slalom, and another silver in the Super G to go along with his bronze in the downhill in 2002. So a decorated Paralympian there, Ronnie Person, who has made the switch over to curling after he retired from skiing. So not only a very good curling side here, but also said... Just a very decorated team here representing Sweden. So it'll be fun to see how they do this week. Now, the penultimate team who is actually tied with Sweden on the table, that is the Swiss. Again, not often do we talk about the Swiss not being in a power position when we're talking about the Olympic Games and curling, but that is where we sit here. This team is going to be skipped by Eric Decolve. He will be alongside Hans Bergener, Francois Jacquard and Laurent Nouvel, who is the only new player from 2020. The rest are coming back, and that team went 3-8 and eight back in those 2020 World Championship. Went to the relegation event, to the B event. This particular lineup represented them at the B-side event. Went 9-0 through the round robin and eventually lost to the Americans in the gold medal game. But... They were able to get this spot without any real problem along the way. So you would expect them to be in the hunt for a playoff position, I would think. But you don't have a lot of experience here on this side. Hans has the most experience. This will be his fourth time at the World Championship. He was an alternate at the 2018 Paralympics. So you don't have a lot of experience And we should also note that Eric Decolve is making the jump up to skip from lead as he played lead at the 2020 World Championship. So a lineup shift here. Got to see how he does throwing that final stone, dealing with that pressure at the end of the game. We talk about it all the time. It takes some time to get used to, to those moments. So we'll see how they do. As I mentioned, they are currently in 10th place with 10 points. And rounding out the field to 12, it's the Americans. Skipped by Matthew Thumbs alongside Stephen Empt, David Samsa. And Pamela Wilson, this team with Stephen Empt skipping, was relegated back in 2019, went four and seven, and then missed the playoffs at the B event that year, which is why they are somewhat perilous to qualify for the Paralympic Games. Toms came back, skipped at the 2020 B event, went seven and two, and as mentioned, beat Switzerland to win the gold medal. 
But because the team was not at the 2020 World Championship and got relegated in 2019, they only have two points. So again, they have to finish no worse than one spot below Italy or finish seventh or better to guarantee their Paralympic spot. I have confidence in this team. I do have to say that coming through that B event in 2020 with this lineup, having that success, winning the gold medal, you got to think that they're in a good position to have a strong result at this event. You know that for them, more so than maybe any other team, that the Paralympics are going to be the main focus here. They want that berth. Obviously, Italy does too, but I think it hits a little differently when we're talking about the United States potentially not qualifying for something. So there's going to be that level of urgency that you like to see. So pay attention to how this team does off the top. If they can roll out, get some wins early in the week, get some confidence and make it so that, all right, it's clear that we're going to qualify now. Certainly that would, I'm sure, relieve a bit of stress that the team must be feeling as we head into this event. Also watch that game against Italy. That could be very important when we're thinking about qualification, given that Italy has to finish so much, uh, at least two spots ahead of the Americans. And you know that the Estonians are going to be watching very, very closely to see how the Americans do here, along with the Italians. So uh, good luck to our American friends. We know that a lot of folks are going to be watching with great interest to see how Matthew Tums and the team does. And uh, certainly wishing them all the best of luck as we are to all 12 of the team. So there you have it. The field for the World Wheelchair Curling Championships. Again, Canada, China, Italy, Korea, Latvia, Norway, RCF, Scotland, Slovakia, Sweden, Switzerland, and the Americans with really the Italians and the Americans competing for the final spot with the possibility that Estonia gets knocked out for a spot in the Paralympics. But really, it's Estonia who isn't there, the Americans and Italy competing for two spots. And you, and you got to think Estonia is in a pretty good position to get in there. A lot of pressure on the Italians and on the Americans, and I think everyone else is in pretty good shape. And as, as I said, this event kicks off on Saturday, the 23rd of October, wrapping up a week later on October 30th. And again, it is in China, so you do have that big time difference for those of us who are here in North America. But do check out the stream. Check out World Curling Federation. There's going to be some stuff that they'll show. At the very least, watch the highlights. Wheelchair curling, I find it very fascinating. And I had the chance to talk to Mark Idison prior to the 2018 Paralympic Games. The team was announced during the Olympic trials here in Ottawa. And I, I got the chance to, to talk to him for a bit. And I asked him, what's the biggest difference between, say, what we see in the four-person game compared to wheelchair curling and he said it's really the the strategy has to be a little different because you don't have the same level of precision given that you don't have the sweeping so you have to give yourself a little more margin for error on some shots you don't have say the the tight freezes as much the hit and rolls are a little harder because you don't have that sweeping ability that that opportunity to control the rock and, and I, I have to say like Having played in a couple of spiels where sweeping is not allowed in some scotch doubles events, it is a helpless feeling that once you let the rock go, it's just going. And you 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 know you want somebody to sweep it, you want some control over it. 
but once it's gone and it's past the hog line, it's just on its way. So it's it's interesting to watch the wheelchair game because of that aspect to it. So it's a different level of strategy, a different type of strategy. That's a lot of fun. So if you've never watched any of the wheelchair curling, I would certainly encourage you to do it. These are great athletes who are exceptionally talented with those sticks. Uh, what they can do, the precision that they do have, even without the sweepers, is remarkable to see. So definitely check that out and cheer along whatever country you are from or whatever country you may be rooting for to get into the Paralympics. And we will certainly be following along on social media. So give us a follow over on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. And we will try to set up some interviews with some of these players as we lead into the Paralympic Games. So do subscribe if you have not yet. Wherever you get your podcast, I do the likes, the ratings, comments, all that good stuff. And let us know if there's a particular player from this event who you'd want us to reach out to to speak with. I did reach out to Curling Canada. Unfortunately, just a little too late for anyone to come on because the whole team, along with the support staff, is already in China. So we just couldn't make it work in advance of this. But we'll certainly try to get some of the Canadians on leading into Beijing. But let us know what other countries you want to hear from as we look forward to the Paralympic Games. And of course, if there's anything else you want to let us know about, do feel free to reach out. Game of Stones podcast at gmail.com and head on over to gameofstonespod.com where you can find all of our past episodes plus all of our merch there under the merch tab. You got the t-shirts, the hoodies, the toque with all the proceeds going to Sandra Schmirler Foundation and Food Banks Canada. We, of course, are matching all of those proceeds. So that will do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. It's a little weird sitting here by myself doing this. So I'll look forward to Scott being back. He will be back next week as we look ahead to more Olympic qualifications. So very much excited for that discussion. Hope you are as well. And we will talk to you then. And as always, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern.